my calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Sorry? <laughs> yeah. We're professionals. All right. Give me a sec. My neighbors are being loud. Someone's at their door, so when they knock on the door, I hear it. All right. You hear it, but well, I don't hear it. I hear it. No, well, I mean, it's not picking up. Oh, it's not? Okay. Yeah, you're fine. How sensitive is it? Um, I, it's, it's, it's your microphone. It doesn't matter. Okay, gotcha. So it's whatever your microphone picks up. Welcome to the 88 miles per hour podcast. I'm Max, and with all, with me always is the, <laughs> the guy who wears t-shirts and doesn't know which superhero is on him. He's got his he's got a Spider-Man shirt on right now, but he called it Batman, called it Iron Man, he called it Catwoman. You know, he's as bald as Mr. Clean himself. His name is Sanch. Yeah, hey everybody. I I, I just oh, first before that, I just gotta. You're right, dude. Based on what you said last episode, you're like, man, I'm bad at introing. <laughs> I'm the worst. That's my are. gimmick. You are. So that's why I'm gonna make sure that you intro us in every Thanks. episode. I'm gonna be the worst. And you know what? Every week, I'm just gonna get even worse. Yeah, and what's funny Please is because it's that. not you're not it's not staged. It's it's true. No, you it's literally stupid. are just bad. <laughs> who, needs, who needs intros, though? I mean, you and I have been talking for like a half an hour already. Yeah, what, that's why? true. We, yeah, no one, we should just do an episode where we just start talking. Like, we don't even introduce ourselves, nothing. We're huh, just talking. Forget that. Yeah, no one needs to know. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. As as Max stated, I am your host, Sanch, and I'm joined by the lovely, beautiful, talented Max. <laughs> right here. He's bringing the, the sexy back to our show. Uh, yeah, right? Isn't that what you're doing, Max? Exactly. Because, you know, Sanch and I were talking about it, and a lot of our followers are dudes. And they're guys. And, you know, we're thinking about it, and it's because Renata used to be on the show. So it makes sense because, you know, dudes want to listen to girls and stuff. But I want to ensure, ensure everybody and just make sure it's on the record that we just got a whole lot more attractive on this podcast. <laughs> Me and Sanch are two sexy beasts. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why like, uh, you're... Well, what was what what we had in the past? Don't worry. It's like we added like whipped cream and a cherry on top of that. Exactly. Like when we go out in public, people turn their heads because they're like, "Those are two very attractive guys." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost all followers right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone just clicked off and said, "This is stupid." <laughs> but anyways, everybody, I'm glad you guys are back. Uh, you know, and you uh, please before. Everything we just want to tell you. Make sure to to follow us, build us. You know, uh, it's it's almost like we're starting this show from scratch, and and it somewhat is with Renata gone off to school to to learn. You know, um, she's you know it, it, the the show is completely. 
it's like almost it, it is it's it's a whole new different show same name but different it's like it's like watching ah it was the best example since i look like the guy you know minus the beard but it's like um seeing the smashing pumpkins now yeah it's billy corrigan but <laughs> james darcy and you know jimmy aren't really they're not there you know he gets a bunch of other people to play with them you know so it's kind of like you know what we got here with max you know so, I, I was thinking like more like star trek next generation what do you mean it, it it's it's good it's it's good in its own way and you can't really compare the two but it's still star trek you know uh, okay i would just the way i was trying to compare it was the fact that like for instance like billy corgan was a smashing pumpkins right 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 with his artist taking off yeah for he's sure he's still doing the pumpkins and it's just a different you know I don't know, but I guess... But, I, but, but then, I don't sound like him. Today I know, that's why I was, I was referencing me being Billy Corgan, not you, nerd. Oh, because your voice? No, because I'm the one that's still in the band. You're confusing me, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else understood about you. Uh, I'm, I'm the idiot. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Sanch, I just wanted to uh, let you know... Um, I don't know if you heard this, but um, since I'm known to you as, like, the quote-unquote Harry Potter guy and the quote-unquote video game guy, uh, this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but it has to do with video games. But uh, just wanted to let you know, I don't know if you heard this, but um, there's an eBay bid going on, eBay War, and it's for a Nintendo game, right? And it's Stadium Events. And guess how much, just, just take a wild guess. All right, uh, twenty one thousand. Higher. Damn, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to go in the millions, but I'll say uh, seventy thousand. It's higher than seventy thousand. Wow. All right, one hundred fifty thousand. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Damn, one hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! And and it, okay, I don't know the. I know years ago I read about this damn game when it when they were saying like if you own this game. This is how much the game is is cost because it was like it was a rare game, you know. Like I mean, that's what it is. Rarity means it's it's there's hardly any out there, so there's more in demand for it. So that's why things are worth money because there's a mass, there's like no quantities of it. But what w- what's the history behind that game? Do you know? Yeah, I do. So, um, so, Nint- well, it's from Bendai, right. and Bendai is a. Uh, a uh, they kind of made video games, but mostly they're known for the Power Ranger. Oh, uh, yeah, no wonder it sounded familiar. Yeah. Bendai. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. They're, they're mostly Ranger. known for, like, making the Power Ranger toys. And actually, I know somebody who worked on the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and he used to tell me that the... I think Bendai is named after the guy, like, it's Mr. Bendai or whatever. But he would go into the studios and stuff, and... Um, you know, he was like, make more toys, make more toys. You know, yeah. he didn't care about the TV show. He just knew that kids would buy the stupid toys. And, uh, I mean, who wouldn't get the Dragon Zord, you know, in a freaking toy? Anyways, so Bendai uh, made this kind of thing. It's called Family uh, Fun Fitness. And um, the it was kind of like what the Wii did as far as, like, their fitness and stuff. But they were trying to have, like, family fun. And there was, like, a, uh, a pad that you would, like, run on kind of like... Dance Dance Revolution. Right. Back well, in the, the power pad. Are you talking about yeah. the power pad? Holy yeah, God. it was it, it was the power pad, but it was like. Oh, diff- but it's different. I've never seen this yeah. one. It, like, it is the power pad, but 
It what what makes this what made it Wait, well hold on, hold on. Before you continue talking, yeah. this one is completely different from the power pad I had. I guess this one was more designed for like the you know, like they I guess they had two versions because I remember when I got the Nintendo, the, the my first Nintendo system came with the power pad. And it came with track and field. And it also came with, like, the Mario Brother Duck Hunt thing. But I remember power pad. Uh, and, but it, 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 it looked like the, like, in the sense, the Nintendo controller. Yeah. But it had, like, the, it had, I think it was six. Uh, let me, like, I'm going to look at, because I'm looking at the Family Fun Fitness. And it almost looks like a a freaking like a cross you know right the family right. fitness but mine was it was different yeah yeah mine mine was different and it sucked because like when i got the power pad that christmas oh see look there it is the power pad and yeah you could flip it and it look like the family fitness one or, or but then if you flip it to the other side it's the power pad the one we use is like one two three four and it was cool because you could have like the players uh playing and it just sucked because the 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 christmas that i got it I had to. I, I had freaking athlete's foot, so it sucked because <laughs> I couldn't use it. All my friends, my cousins, everybody's all like playing on Gross, it. Gross! Don't touch it! And don't touch it! I would use like my my heels, you know, like <laughs> da, 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 you know, because like they. I remember I couldn't step on on my feet because they put some like cream on my feet and all, and that was like when <laughs> I I couldn't use, and that was cool because I got lucky because growing up, um. See, when I was really young, like, you know, we, when we would go, my mom would just buy shoes for us. I got Payless and stuff like that. And and it would be like, you know, whatever. And then, you know, at a certain age, like, kids always like, you know, oh, Payless, they make fun and all that. But because I had Payless shoes, I guess, because the shoes, Payless shoes, they're, they're, I mean, they're made cheap. That's why they can sell them cheap. Um, the way they're they're made, it, it was making my feet sweat even more. And since I was a very active kid, that's how I developed like athlete's foot. So the, 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 I remember they were saying like the doctor was like, "Yeah, you, he can't wear those shoes. Like he has to wear like you know real shoes." So that was cool as a kid. I always got to wear real shoes, but it just sucked that for the, my two week vacation, one I was doing homework, and two I was off my feet because my stupid brother. On the last day of school before the two-week vacation for Christmas, he he actually, I guess my teacher had went up to him or, or he ran up to his teacher or something like that. And she gave him a full pack of homework because I was out for, <laughs> for like weeks. I was out of school for weeks. So when he showed up, he's like, oh, here. So like every day during my, my Christmas break, I was freaking having to do homework. Yeah, dude. But the power pad, I remember that was awesome. But the I didn't, I don't, I didn't remember anything about the family fitness one. So yeah. Dude, you know, I was thinking, if I don't, do you still have the power pad? No, I wish. Because if you did, yeah, I mean, you could probably sell it on eBay for a hundred thousand dollars and call it the power pad with athlete's foot. Really? You can no, sell the power not at all. Pad? No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was just kidding. No, well, I, no I never stepped on it because here. it was rare. You know because. It has athlete's foot, and and that's what's so stupid. It, it never, about don't worry, it never had athlete's foot. I never got to touch it, so it wouldn't sell for that because it. Well, would, well that's why you I would have gotten sued because it would have been false advertising. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's get back to stadium events. So so back in the day, so Bandai, Nintendo, all this stuff. Anyways, the game was only they only made about two thousand of them, and it was a promotion with some like department store mm-hmm. um, in the northeast. Like, I, don't, I forget the name of it, but it's, like, not even there, I don't think. But anyways, only 200 of them um, were actually in the stores. So you got 200, and then um, 
something happened. I forget what, but they had to take they had to take it down. Um, the 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 or the the cartridges they had to take them down. So like there was only like a couple that actually went out, like something like less than a hundred or something like that, yeah. you know. And so it's kind of like the holy grail of Nintendo, and it's stupid because there you can get the same exact game for like a dollar or something. But what makes this thing so rare is the Family Fun Fitness Stadium events, like. It in its package complete, and that's what makes it so rare. Um, but anyways, so this guy who used to work for Nintendo was telling his wife, uh, I know I have the game, I know I have that game, and because um, he worked there in the early 90s, and the dude held on to it, and now he's selling it and making it like a bandit, freaking 100000 The There was another one that was sold in 2011, and that was forty four grand. You know, and it, and it gets to the point where it's like, this is getting pretty ridiculous. You know, I started um, collecting vintage games in junior high, you know, so this was like early 2000s and um, nobody was collecting vintage games. Like my friends made fun of me, you know, like, why why are you playing Nintendo? Like, we're, it's, it's all about that you know, Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. They were playing freaking Polygon games, and I was playing uh-huh. Super Mario Brothers. And I just remember my friends would make fun of me. But it was still cool at the same time. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, you know, you go to flea markets, and they're just trying to gouge your your eyes out with some of these prices. I've seen – I saw uh, um, a Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, which is, like, one of the most common games, for, like, 35 bucks. What? Just a cartridge, yeah. Like it, it gets outrageous, and people, um, you know, if they they like look it up now, and it it's it's pretty frustrating as a as a collector because you just see like, you know, you you just see the prices go up, and you know it was well, fun. That one makes going. no sense, like at yeah. all, because it's like I get this thing selling for a ton of money because it's like a rare comic book that's just like worth a ton of money. It's understandable. It makes logical sense for it to be worth that much. But for the game that wherever you would go, everybody had it, you know, it exists. For them to be selling it $30, that makes no freaking yeah. sense whatsoever. That 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 right there is dumb on its own because it's just like, I think it's just a person who has no clue and they just think like, everybody likes Mario. Okay, I'm going to make it 30 bucks. No one's going to buy and yeah, like it would be like trying to go buy that the Ninja Turtles game for freaking like fifty bucks. Like really, no one's gonna buy it because we know better. So that's the thing. It would only be for people who have no knowledge of it and they go out and buy it. You know, or or it's for that sucker collector who needs that one game in order to make it complete. You know, there's yeah, that that's the that's the goal is like people are trying to get complete sets and stuff. Um, I mean, I would love to have a complete Super Nintendo, but. I don't have the money nor necessarily the time to collect, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially how prices are. But it, it's getting pretty, pretty ridiculous. And, um, you know, it what, it, it used to be fun for me because I used to just go to thrift stores and go to, you know, yard sales. And, you know, Goodwill doesn't even carry them anymore. I mean, they, they get them and then they put them on their online um, website, which is kind of like eBay. So you can't even see them in the wild anymore. Yeah. And, uh, um, I know I'm not the only one that feels like this. There's a lot of game collectors out there in the, in the gaming community that, you know, it's kind of, kind of frustrating to see like, you know, something that's, that's cool, but you know, you know, it, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. All right. The time 
when you were out buying, uh, how you said in the early 2000s, in the early 2000s, I was out going and trying to find all the games I had growing up as a kid. And I remember this is, see, this is when GameStop was actually cool. Because GameStop, you can go to, back when, in the early 2000s, you can go to GameStop and buy a whole Super Nintendo or a whole yeah. uh, freaking Nintendo system for, like, I, I think I remember the, the Super Nintendo the most was $15 and the Nintendo was $10. Like, yeah. the whole thing. Now, if you try to buy a Super Nintendo, I don't know. It's probably, what? It's like 50 bucks. Yeah, that's, 50 that's, like, the going rate. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, like, what the hell? And you could also get games. Like, I remember they had all these games there, and I, like, bought, like, a massive amount. Like, I remember, if I could remember correctly, I know one of them was, like, Buster Bust Loose, Out of This World. Like, I got all these games, and none of them, I mean, none of them were over 10 bucks. The only games that were expensive were, and then at most, they were $30, were, were like, freaking far and fever routine. That was, like, Earthbound, Final Fantasy three. And, like, freaking, I think, like, Secret of Mana. Like, those were the games that I, I played. And I remember, I was like, damn. But I had them at the time, so it didn't even matter. So I didn't I didn't buy them. But um, it's just, like, it was easy, accessible. Like, you wouldn't spend a lot of money. Now, mm. if I want to go buy the games that I talked about, or, like, any of the games I bought in that time, it, it, I would be spending probably close to, like, $200 trying to buy all these games. All right, name them again. Secret of Mana, right? Yeah, Secret of Mana. Oh, frick, my phone just died. Uh, I know that one goes for, like, 35 40 bucks. 40 um, What was the other one? Well, all right, one would be, like, let's just say, like, Buster Bust Loose. Like, you know. Right. That was, like, one of the, the like, uh, uh, an awesome Tiny Toons game. Let's see. Buster Bust Loose. Uh, if we do... So yeah, you just go on eBay. Yeah, shopping, you know. How someone's selling a, a whole lot for $29. Oh, look, see, someone has like a complete Buster Bust Loose for 75 bucks. Another person selling it for used 24 bucks, 15 bucks. Look, someone actually has it for 950 but when I bought it, I think I spent at most like $6. I think it was close, like somewhere between, because I remember I didn't even spend that much because I also got a Nintendo. And I remember I, I bought this one game, Rygar, because my buddy was like, oh, dude, I love Rygar. Oh man, I'm the best. Rygar's sick, huh? Rygar's sick. It, I bought awesome. that. Yeah, I beat it. Oh really? Yeah. See, that was my friend because he was like, "Oh no, no, dude, get Rygar, get Rygar. It's the best game ever, dude. I'm freaking awesome." And I was like, "All right." So he wanted to be the first to play, and I remember he was, he was talking up a storm of how great and awesome he was at the game. And literally the very first level, right when he started, there's a, a little gap, and he died. And we started laughing. I'm like, "Did you <laughs> suck?" <laughs> um, uh, but we all played, like, it. Never played it before i just wanted you to buy it he's like no nah, i've been rusty you know i've been rusty and i don't even know why i bought it i was just like because he wanted it and but i had to play it but i mean yeah like it just sucks that you you can't go out and do that anymore because it's like everybody now wants to go buy them like the whole nostalgia of all this classic stuff is like has been huge in right. the past few years you know yeah and i mean i'm not even like even even in college. So it was like 2009, 2010. I got uh, Final Fantasy 3 on Super Nintendo for four bucks. You know, and that's not even, that's like three years ago. You know, not even four years ago. And I, there's no way I could even do that because everything gets picked over now. And it's like, 
you know, people get territorial. They don't like if they find a good spot, like a good flea market, nobody tells, you know, people or anything. And like, look, Secret of Mana, right? Incomplete, 117 bucks. It's not worth that. It's, it's not, it's not, you know? And, um, there's this lot. And what's crazy is people are, are bidding on this stuff. And they're, you know, most of the stuff, especially like, um, resellers, they get, they get stuff and, um, most of it's in crappy condition, and they're selling it for top dollar. You know, it's not even mint. It, there's no booklet. There's no box. It's just uh, a very used cartridge, and they'll sell it for 40 50 bucks on name alone. Yeah, well, yeah. look, it looks like finally someone's smart. Or not smart, but um, they're all $3.86 for Buster Bust Loose. Another one right here for five ninety nine. So that's really how much it should be because... I remember that's how much I paid, you know. So, so this this is on, I'm actually on eBay. But then, like I said, I saw a bunch of other ones where people are like, are are offering an arm and a leg, you know. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but it's uh, it's it it sucks, but you know, it makes it that much better once you see like I don't know. You go to a, a yard sale and they don't know what's going on. You're like, yeah, and you don't want to, you know. It's fair game, I guess you could say. You know, so, um, anyways, $100,000 for a freaking video game. Damn. Well, that's what sucks, ladies and gentlemen. So, if you're out trying to be a, a collector, it, it sucks. I mean, there's always been certain items, like toys was the main one. Toys was one, even in the 90s, like, there was always people out, like, still buying toys and all, because comic shops, it was all about action figures with comics and so that always existed but gaming it wasn't because why because in in the 90s like when you were playing your super nintendo no one no one cared about nintendo being like oh i'm gonna spend all this money and even in the early 2000s because people still had nintendos and still had super nintendos but they're like eh, i'm kind of older i'm just gonna sell and you could go buy them like for cheap because they didn't think it was profitable but as we got older and, and the the next gen started kicking in a lot of people were like about old school gaming then they're like hey i want to get that i want to get that then that's when freaking people were like yeah. hey and it's interesting it's because it's like in ed, like uh comic book stores are doing it now um you know, I just see it like uh, card shops are doing it. Like everyone's just trying to get on this video game um, trend. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if about a year and a half it starts going down because it's already indicating that some of the worth the, the worth of some of them are going down. Some of them are going up, but you know, I'm holding out for like five years where I can get them for like five bucks again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on to hope, man. I gotta hope. I gotta hold on. But, yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully, man. If anything, I'll just give them to my kids. And they're like, this is stupid. Probably, dude. This, this is, is stupid. Dumb. It's funny because the kids these days can't play those games. They suck at them. Mm-mm. Nope. They're like, I don't have a tutorial. How do I play? It's hard for them. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean I have to jump onto that platform? Anyways, uh, going from video games, something that I wanted uh, to talk about is I saw this video on YouTube, and uh, are you familiar with the Watch Mojo videos? They do like the top ten stuff. I think so. no. They, I don't they know. like if they do every single top ten 
whatever you think about it you're like you know top 10 ponytails in the 80s you know they would have a video on it they have you know top 10 videos of everything but, oh i okay I, I know i've seen some but all just movie related i've never right. wa- I, I i've never watched like actual um uh actual uh like anything else aside from movies so yeah, yeah no. I, i've actually seen them so a few weeks ago, they had, I think it was like from the 60s to like now, the top 10, um, ga- uh, not games, freaking, I have games on my mind, top 10 toys of every decade. Yeah. And I wanted to challenge you to see if you can, you don't have to give them an order, because that's just, because it's, you know, their opinion, but uh, I want to see if you can even name um, all 10, and you only have three, stri- we'll give you three strikes. All right. All right. And, and I promise to the viewers and the listeners that um, I didn't give the answers to Santo. So this is just totally uh, this is totally a whim, and he doesn't know anything. So I'm gonna try to stump him. Should we bet? Should we make a bet? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Nah, I mean, cause I mean, I like I said, I'm uh, I'm not like I said. Uh, when it comes to like 80s like toys i just remember my toys you know so i wouldn't know i i can name off a bunch of toys that's all right man we we you're right. just basically well, saying you're gonna lose it's okay okay right. we don't have to well i it. guess uh, i mean i'll name the obvious ones for of the 80s the one that i guess started the craze of the the true black friday and everything and the nonsense of all that craziness has to be uh cabbage patch doll Number three. Number three. Right on. Um, All right. How about freaking... Uh, let's just do Transformers. Number two? Number two. Nintendo? Oh, sorry. No video games. Let me let me uh, specify just toys. No video games. That doesn't count as a strike, though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, sorry. Just games. I was figuring the system... Itself. No, no, yeah, no. No, just, just toys. No video games. So from the 80s. Flat out from the 80s. Yeah, okay. just 80s. So, so you got the you got two and three. Okay. Uh, He-Man. Strike one. That was an honorable mention. Damn, really? He-Man? Yeah. He-Man top, top ten? Shit. Um, what about... Uh, Think Girls. Girls? I, well, I guess uh, Strawberry Shortcake. Number nine. Number nine, My Little Pony. Number seven... All right, right on. I don't know where I'm at, so <laughs> you got you got four out of ten so far. Four out of ten. Mm. God, what the hell? How about all right for men? Let's go back to 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 men. Well, what, see, cause no, would it be eighties? I guess all right, cause I already said Transformers. You said Transformers is one of them, right? Yeah, that's the second one, and and some of these, vi- or some of these games, so freaking a, I keep on saying games. Some of these toys uh, were around prior to the '80s, but they were just got super popular in the '80s. Ah, uh, okay, I get it. like in the sense like um like no, Pet Rock wasn't from the '80s, but like so yeah, something that always been around and it just popped up or whatever, right? Kind of like like uh, Mr. Potato Head. There, there's one. So oh, that's okay. six. Boom. Mr. Potato Head is one. All right, cool. So what about, like, let's see, what else? Oh, okay. Back, going back to girls. Uh, Care Bears? Number five. Doing pretty good. You're missing 
Couple obvious oh, ones. Oh, dude, the obvious because it's it's the the beginning of my online days, going on on E-Bomb's world and watching the funny freaking <laughs> has to be. I swear, if they're not in there, I'm gonna be pissed off. GI Joe. GI Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a body massage? <laughs> He's like, hey. I'm a computer. Those, those freaking videos. Yeah, that, I mean, immediately once I saw G.I. Joe's, that's all I could think of. Was oh, this- man. Yeah. All right, so you got the this, this second one, the third one, the fourth one, the sixth one, the seventh one, oh, the ninth one. Dude, for me, for me, yeah. Um, I could, uh, I hope this isn't a, it has to be, man. Well. You're missing the, the number one. Missing the obvious one. Would it would it be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Honorable mention. See, I thought for sure when I was when I was looking at this list, I was like, that has to be on there. Oh wait, hold on. So that's that's two strikes. You only got one life left. Damn. All right, I guess I'll give you a clue. These oh, aren't really they're 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 kind of like toys, but they're more like games. That's what you're missing right now. Rubik's cube. Yeah, that's the first one. Although I, I have, there's, I think so. You, so you're missing number ten, number eight, and number five. All right. So you said they're not like games. No, they're not video games. They're they're not like toys. Okay, number ten, number eight. Yeah, and I think number five. Did you say Care Bears? Yeah, I did. Okay, then you're just missing two. All right. Damn it. Okay. So You're doing I, pretty good. I'm, I'm when, actually... When, really I, when I want to think about games... All right. When I want to think about games here. Because it's like... I, these aren't my answers. But I'm going to give you where I, I'm going to narrow it down. Like, imagine I'm taking a test and these are, Go. like, my answers. Do Knowing it. you. Do it. So, I'm going to put it down. As like, long as you're not hot for teacher, I'm, I'm all right with it. Let's do it. <laughs> I just picture freaking, what's his name? Uh, David Lee Roth. <laughs> hot for teacher. <laughs> um, but... Alright, because I'm going to narrow it down because you're saying, because you said it was a hint where, like, they're not like games. So, things of I, I can remember from the 80s are, like, for instance, the, um, the Simon. Uh, these are my answers, alright? I'm going to choose. I'll, I'll tell you which ones are going to be my final answers. So, like, for instance, like, I, I, I remember Simon, uh, Speak and Spell. Because remember E.T., dude? Uh, speak and Spell. L. Jenga. Because I love that game. Um... The let's see what else. Uh, the would it be? Uh, no, Plato wasn't. It? Well, you said okay. I'm gonna go with Plato because you even said something that was old. So uh, Plato also. Um, what else? Um, Magic Eight Ball, and then anything else? I don't know. You got one strike. I know, and Mom Madness. <laughs> but all right. So all right, I will say that you said both. The, you said both of them already. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's narrow it, na- narrow it down. Okay. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate Simon because okay. I feel as uh, even though Simon is popular, now you're playing with Simon. I feel the longevity could make it that that's what makes these like the toy something that's always like like that just represents huge because the rubik's cube is something that even when you look at 80s like logos to a club or something you always see the image of the you know so i'm gonna 
try to pick items that are still relevant today. So I'm gonna go with Jenga. Because that game is still played to this day. You got it. You okay. got it. You got one more. So, okay. no, Simon. Simon's not it. So, you got one more guess. One life. Will you do it? Well, no. I took out Simon. I didn't even choose that. No, I know. Oh, okay. No, I know. I'm saying you took that out. So, it's not Simon. Okay. And you only got one life. Alright. So, I have the Magic 8-Ball. I have the Speak and Spell. And then... Alright, so those are the only two toy things I could... And you said it was one of those two. Would it be speaking style or would it be the Magic 8-Ball? If I were to ask the Magic 8-Ball right now, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> Which F one? F it, I'll just go with, the I'll go with the 8-Ball. He got it, ladies Woo! and gentlemen! That was clutch, man! <laughs> Dang, gotta take you to Vegas! Oh, man, and it's funny yeah, because like I have... That was straight up Rain Man. You're like, I, Captain Todd's I... with Charlie. I had I had like doubts too because I was like worried, but then I was like, how how can I like not know these freaking toys? Because it's like everything I named off were the toys that I do know. The moment you said girls, I named off of the most popular girl toys, you know, and and that's why. So it's kind of like like yeah, dude. Like what what else would it have been? You know, impressive. All right, you want to hear the honorable mentions that yes, they put? Please, please. Well, well I'll, do, I'll I'll do I'll I'm do curious. the honorable mentions and I'll do the list. So honorable mentions were Speak and Spell, okay, TMNT, okay, He Man, and Micro Machines. Micro Machines. I'm I'm shocked. I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't think that was 80s. I honestly thought that was early 90s. But now that I think about it, the I love the 80s from the freaking they had the the Micro Machines guy. Oh crap! Micro Machines were awesome. I had dude towards the end of the Micro Machines run. I remember I went to a 99 cent store at the mall. And they were selling Micro Machines there, but they were selling all the Back to the Future 2 Micro Machines there. Awesome. And I bought them like, all. And it was legit Micro Machines? It wasn't like a knockoff? <laughs> no, they were, the, they were the real Micro Machines. They were selling them there. They were the real Micro Machines. And they were, they, like, I remember they, 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 um, they, they sold, like, a lot of the sets. Like, for instance, the, the gas station. Mm -hmm. They had that there. The movie theater. Like, they, they were selling... It, I guess maybe they didn't do that well or something. I don't know, but I bought them all because they were all cheap. It was at the 99 cent store. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I uh, I had a lot of uh, Star Wars Micro Machines when the when they re-released it in, in uh, the theaters. Mm -hmm. So I just I had all of those. And then I mean this is the early 90s, but Mighty Max that was kind of like Micro Machines too. Oh, remember Mighty Max? dude, Mighty Max. Yeah, because yeah. that that was like I remember somebody had given one to my little brother when he was like he was young and yeah it was mike oh christ mighty max i want to look that up dude okay, mighty max was awesome of, of course like you know i'd always get that for like birthdays and stuff people were like you know he's gotta like mighty max it's his freaking name yeah dude so uh yeah no um i, I but what's so cool about mighty max is like on the because it was kind of like a i don't know like a shell and a pearl in it but the outside was always like a really grotesque monster. And it was so cool because you just don't see stuff like that nowadays. Like, you know, freaking kids are sissies. So, but there was like, you know, like a monster. It was like a vampire. And then you open up inside and there was like Dracula. And then you had Mighty Max figures. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. Man, I... <laughs> Mighty Max, that's freaking... I... There is another... Um, it was... It was basically like a, a Transformers and G.I. Joe ripoff combined into one. It was called Mask. And I love huh. those toys. 
um i it, it, it was cool because it was like there were regular cars like every it was it was like all these like agents i think that's what it was like mask i don't remember what the hell mask represents but it was like you know something armored you know vehicle whatever the hell it was called. i don't know what it was but it was cool because all these guys they were like the gi joe guys they all had masks that they would wear and it was for their vehicles and each of these vehicles would transform to like all heavy armored out like cars like or or, or or like something that they could use like we had i remember there's the motorcycle guy i really loved that guy and his motorcycle would turn into this cool like helicopter-ish like shooting right. my cousin had the 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 optimus prime like main guy because his, awesome. his was a truck like a diesel truck but it came with like a whole uh like command center and shot missiles and stuff um it, it, i mean those those toys were freaking awesome let's see mass toys yeah i'm looking at them right here like you know the jackhammer and the, the condor that's the one i had let me, let me check this out because I'm, I'm not too familiar with these yeah ones. just type in mask toys and then on images and then boom you'll get like all the toys and then the condor is like on the the third line down i mean yeah, the second line down yeah and right next that's to it funny. is the the diesel truck that's i remember my cousin had that and yeah i love so lame like the freaking names of it condor razorback like jackhammer yeah. like no creativity gator <laughs> firecracker piranha and they were freaking cool. thunderhawk oh I, yeah we had the thunderhawk too Dude, and they were cool because it was like they they would all like transform to like their dude that's freaking DeLorean. It's like a Corvette DeLorean thing. Mm-hmm. That one's sick, dude. Freaking yeah! I'm telling you, man. Like like these toys were freaking awesome. And and and, and I honestly, out of all the toys that I had, because I had the whole every single He Man, like everything of He Man, I had them all. Um, a Thundercats. I had a good amount of Thundercats, but my cousin had all of them, so I always got to play with them. Uh, you know, GI Joes. Like, but Mask for some reason was always my favorite because huh. I love. I, I don't know, just something about how like the cars transformed to like some cool like vehicle that changed to something that like shoot, shot missiles and 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 like the cool little mask that the guys came with. I don't know. Uh, like I specifically love the mask. Out of all, just, the just be real, dude. Just be real. You just liked it because you know Transformers were too much back in the day. So, no, I, had, <laughs> I, had, I had Transformers. Hell, I remember I had a tall, a, a tall freaking um, what's that thing called? Voltron. Like it was, it was Voltron. Like, sick. Like it was probably about because of where I'm sitting down. Like I'm sitting to my shoulder, and it was a remote controlled Voltron robot. That that's awesome was, yeah that thing was freaking bad dude but the only toy that i have from all from my 80s everything is all gone the only thing i still have is my pet monster that's the 180s toy that i've kept this whole freaking time is my my pet monster and i don't think we'll ever review that stupid movie <laughs> oh man no oh, dude and and look these toys I'm, I'm on ebay they're like only like you know 14 12 bucks they're not a ripoff so oh really the, the yeah. freaking mask yeah some of those some of them are pretty cheap like here's 10 bucks this one's like 60 but it's like huge you know yeah i know they're we should go out dude we should we should get some mask freaking toys let's do it Dude, man, and then and then and then when everybody gets on the bandwagon five years later we'll sell it for a hundred thousand dollars all right so let me get back to this list so those are the honorable mentions uh, speak and spell 
TMNT, He-Man, Micro Machines, and then he got them all. He got them all. Number 10, Magic 8-Ball. Number 9, Strawberry Shortcake. Do you think they still smell? Like, <laughs> or do you think they smell nasty now? I don't know. Number 8 was Jenga. And, you know, Jenga gets serious, man. I've seen, like, freaking blood shed over Jenga. Number 7, My Little Pony. And that, that has had a revival in... You know, there's oh, yeah, the so many. There's bronies now, dude. Oh, just, and every yeah, time people bronies call bronies, I just think of brownies, and I'm like, mmm, brownies. <laughs> but now they're bronies. <laughs> Number six, Mr. Potato Head. And there's so many variations now. There's like Star Wars. I think uh, they did stuff with Marvel. Uh, number five, Care Bear. Care Bear had a revival too, right? Not as <laughs> big though. They tried to come back, but the only one that had the the comeback because so far. Uh, like the strawberry shortcake, they had to come back. Yeah, they do, did. Uh, Care Bears, but it's it's only My Little Pony is the only one that I took off, and it's actually even bigger than what the Wait, original was. Yeah, you know, Rainbow Gash. Yeah, um, so number really huge. number five was Care Bear. Number four was GI Joe's, and that that will stay forever. But the ones in the '80s were awesome because they went from like you know those. They were like dolls, and I think in the 80s, they went to, like, action figures, you know, mm-hmm. with, like, the, the multiple movements and stuff. Number three is Cabbage Patch Kids, and I always thought they were freaking ugly. Like, they had, like, Cabbage Patch, like, boy dolls and stuff, and I just thought they were stupid. Like, I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm a boy. I don't play with dolls. Yeah. I play with freaking Transformers, which is the second one, is Transformers. Um, and then the first one was Rubik's Cube. Have you actually ever done a Rubik's Cube, like, complete it? No. I, I, <laughs> I, I've never been able to, like, put it together. The most I've been able to do is, like, one side. That's it. You're like, oh, good enough. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've broke, no, seriously, I broke a Rubik's Cube. I was so pissed. I was just, like, I got so frustrated. And, like, because I was almost there, and then I was, like, I screwed the entire thing up, and I was like, and I just threw it, and I broke it. <laughs> like, the hell with this, I'm done. <laughs> I went for road rage, road rage. Oh. Um, all right. Is there anything you, any last reflections on '80s toys? Um, I just, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I wish I still had, you know, a lot of those toys. That's the downside. That how freaking awesome a lot of these toys were. It's like. Yeah, the eighties cartoons they they there's specific point were to to sell toys. That's all it was. These they, they were just cartoon they're commercials for the toys. Yep. You yep. know? And especially the Transformers the movie. Yeah, like everything was, you know, I mean the most the one that was guilty and it wasn't even a cartoon was the the wizard. You know, we'll, we have to review that soon, The Wizard. Oh, for sure. You know, once we finish, you know, this whole series, um, we'll do The Wizard because it's like, it's all Nintendo, it's all video games. And it was just one big commercial to sell all the things. I mean, we'll get into that later. I don't even want to talk about uh, it. But yeah, when it comes to these toys, I mean, there was a lot of great toys that you named off. I was just shocked that Ninja Turtles wasn't up there because those toys were freaking huge. But maybe, maybe because it was so late in the 80s did it say why it was an honorable mention like why it wasn't on the list they just thought that it wasn't as popular as the other ones really? so i thought ninja turtles were huge no I mean, no it was, led... and it was like I, I, it might have been i mean because like when the the 90s is when you know 
Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because the movie crazy. came out in 1990, you know? So I guess, honestly, because the reason why Ninja Turtles doesn't count is because it was so late in the 80s. That that I think that's why. Um, other than that, I mean, come on. Like, fuck, like, all these toys, dude. Like, I mean, I, I'm shocked sir, they didn't even mention, like, my buddy, you know? <laughs> I remember... I remember, buddy. um... What was it? Skip it. Ro- was it Rob the Robot? Not not the Nintendo oh. one, but the one was like had the the colors and stuff and it <sighs> Oh, what about Lightbright, dude? Light Lightbright I think was in the 70s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, but I remember the I mean, you hey, but you pointed out how Mr. Potato Head goes back, dude. And hey, it's not my list, man. Don't get mad. Again, at me. but that's what I'm saying. Like you were saying like, "Oh, that was just, Yeah, but Lightbright was still huge yeah, in the 80s you for know? sure for sure um yeah, no, like uh you know being in the being a 90s kid i got a lot of hammy dance from like my cousins and stuff so i'd get all these broken 80s toys and stuff but it was so cool like i i got a lot of 80s uh ninja turtles still i have i have some of them what's cool about like the way that you can know they're from the 80s is they have a soft head they're like they're kind of squishy, yeah. And and those go for like seventy five, eighty bucks with all the, like the accessories and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I I I love Ninja Turtle toys and even the He Man toys. Like I had some random He Man toys, and um, freaking action figures was my life, dude. And I used to like I used to have stories, and you know I would I would spend like you know this is when I was like little little like four or five years old. I used to spend hours in the bathtub because I was so consumed with my action figures and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I had like, I came up with the freaking, um, you know, that movie that came out a few years ago, aliens versus, uh, monsters versus aliens. Yeah. 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 I had that idea a long time ago playing with my toys and I actually made a comic book about it when I was like five or six. (laughs) And then when I saw that movie came on, I was like, you guys are a bunch of busters freaking stole my idea. There you go, man. You should sue. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So we should we should have a whole toy episode. That'd I mean, this, this it kind of became that because right now we're at forty five minutes and we spent almost that whole time talking about toys. It it, it really became <laughs> it really became a toy episode. Um, but yeah, damn, dude, I'm a. I mean, it would but be, we still got freaking James Cameron January to talk about. Of course, about. man. We got to talk about his his second film, freaking Aliens, man. God, this. Oh, all right, yeah. I think you know what? It's time. Let's get into it. So, Let's do it. Freaking, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's freaking James Cameron January. Yes, it's time to get back to the man, the man who created some of the biggest film franchise. No, he didn't create the franchises, but some of the he yeah, he's involved in some. <laughs> massive franchises and also has created some of the biggest films of all time and he rarely freaking makes movies if you think about it his whole slate of films he doesn't have a lot under his it's belt true. compared to other directors it's true yet freaking i mean they're huge let's see i think i lost audio hello talk dude yep you're good you're good all right talk again can you hear me now yeah trying to get rid of me man yeah i am I don't want my here anymore. It's all about me. Uh, all right, let's do this. So let's talk about it, man. The one of the biggest films, uh, sequels, uh, very rare in 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 our time. Well, I mean, it kind of does happen a bit more now, but back when for sequels to be better than the original in a sense, 
I, um, it's still rare, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it happens a bit more now. Before, yeah, I mean, but where films are as good or even better than the original, this is that film. Freaking Aliens, uh, 1986, released uh, July 18, 1986, directed by James Cameron, and story by, obviously, Cameron and even Walter Hill. And for those of you who know who Walter Hill is... He is uh, one of the uh, he's a director of uh, one of my favorite movies in which I, I wish we could <laughs> do maybe one day you know I, I plan on this me and we're not a plan on this where the DeLorean sometimes you know it could have a malfunction and take us to other ever other time frames but uh the the Warriors I I, I freaking Warriors love Warriors Great, great freaking movie. I know we'll, we will be doing one of his movies, uh, Brewster's Millions, soon. Let's I, do it. Um, but yeah, Warriors is uh, 79, so it was right in the tail end, wrote and directed. But but yeah, when I, I was like, oh, freaking Walter Hill's involved with this. But yeah, so let's talk about it, man. James Cameron's Aliens. Boom. So uh, actually, this I saw this one before Ridley Scott's original. Really? So yeah, like... Well, I I saw I can't remember how old I, I I was a young teen or maybe like twelve you know, but I mean I must have been like eleven, twelve, thirteen, something like that. And I watched this, and I think you know at that age you don't know crap, so I didn't even know that this was a sequel or anything, <laughs> and it was freaking nuts, dude. And actually, you know, I was thinking about it, I haven't seen it since then. So when I watched it again for this yeah. uh, review, it was like watching it for the very first time. Yeah, I, I, damn, tell you the truth, I don't remember how long ago it was, it may have been, I think it was probably like in 2011 maybe, uh, is when I had watched it again for the first time in years, and I remember I just did the whole like Netflix, like DVDs, and I got Aliens, and aliens um i got like the special feature so i i it's funny because i don't even know how the hell the movie plays on the on the original theatrical release i've always watched it in the special edition version with the oh release. see i did i've i've only watched the theatrical version oh really so i've yeah. seen like the deleted scenes in the movie so to me i don't even know really what scenes are supposed to be in and what scenes aren't in that's funny so i've always just seen the full i'm the exact opposite i have like you know i had the option to watch both Mm -hmm. this time i I just did the theatrical version yeah i mean all in all like this movie like i know i tend to have gripes with films but with aliens i really don't have any gripes the only gripe i have but it's more of a of um of a technical issue where it's just kind of something that bugs me because it doesn't make sense, especially with, like, the whole, like, later Aliens films, especially when you got Prometheus, you know, even though the, it originally was supposed to be a flat-out 100% direct prequel film, but then when David Lenderloff came on board, freaking Lost Guy, he kind of destroyed the script, changed things, and man, and man, being a moron. But it was. <laughs> it was a flat-on direct sequel. Um, but... Uh, I guess because it's only one gripe I have with the film, I'll just get it out of the way. Is that it's like when you when you see anything on a computer, especially in the beginning, all of it's like the old 
computers from the 80s. They try to make it futuristic, but then you have like the writing. It's all like the old green font. It's a green screen, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's not a green screen. It's a green. It's font. a black screen with green letters. Yeah. yeah, with green font, and that's how the first Alien was. But when you get, it's like that's the future. But those are the computers at that time. We don't know. You know, when you're watching it, when you're watching Alien in '79, or you're watching Aliens in '86, and you're seeing the computer monitors. You don't know. To you, that's that's the future. Everything else is futuristic, but but when you, when we look at films now that take place in the future, especially if you watch like Prometheus, you know, and you look at a computer screen, no way in hell. Even Alien Resurrection, they don't even look remotely close to that. So how is it that like you know a film that takes place before Alien looks more advanced than Alien did? You know, like it's just that's don't the only analyze that. <laughs> You're gonna go crazy. Well, I mean, I always do. <laughs> It's what I do with every movie, but that's the one thing that just bugs me because it's like, wait, what the hell? Did they downgrade the technology? But other than that, like, I mean, all in all, from the beginning, when you start watching the film, you're like, you're on board. Like, you're like, what the hell's going on? You see Ripley, she's like, oh, she's still in her cryogenic state. She's been frozen for 57, I mean, no, yeah, 57 years. Her daughter's dead. Like, you're like, whoa, what the hell? And then they're like, you know, this this freaking colony is like, it. it, it they end up coming across the same spaceship she did. The face huggers get to one, and the rest of it is like, all right, colony's gone, so we got to go out there check out, see what's going on, and it's just action packed throughout the whole thing. Like Cameron knows how to do action well, man. For That's sure. what's cool. For sure, and you, you know what I love about the 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 beginning, what I the, the very first scene. What I don't like is is it's a dream cliche, um, but what I love about it is it it totally links. Ridley Scott's like the ending to this one. Yeah. You know, because you still have that like kind of anxiety because the way that the the first alien ended, it you know, it was nuts, you know? And uh with the face huggers and the xenomorphs and stuff and you're just like you, you feel that anticipation and immediately when you see Ripley, you're like, Oh, I'm 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 back there. You those same emotions, those same fears. And then when they have the, you know, uh the the I what are the babies called? They're just xenomorphs, right? The babies that pop out of their chest. Yeah, they're they're once they're it's just the alien at that point. Yeah. The only so one like, is that so in the, face the little baby xenomorphs, it like you know pops out of her chest, right? It's like oh crap, you know what's going on? And then, but just the suspense of it, I loved because you you know you went back into the first one again. And and I know that because again this was like the first time I was watching in a long time so I it was like watching it for the first time and uh, I felt that anxiety like oh crap here we go again you know the one thing that bugs me though about that dream sequence is that when she has her dream sequence it's like right away like they get her she's in the cryogenic state the guys the guys find her so at that point when she wakes up the first time she's waking up is is the dream sequence right yeah and it's like. They should have shown a scene where she meets the Paul Reiser character because it's like if she like because it, it looks like as if she meets him afterwards, you know, so they should have shown us that they've met because it's like kind of like she's having a dream sequence about a guy right. she has yet to meet, you know, but I guess there was a pre, you know, meeting scene or something. But I don't know. It was just kind of weird because I'm like, how is she going to dream about this guy that she hasn't met? Shouldn't she like meet this guy and freak out be like oh my god you're the guy i had in my dream but i mean there must have been a a, a pre-scene but i mean other than that like again like like the the characters they're 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 freaking great bill, pa- bill paxton honestly has <laughs> to be like my favorite character in this movie he's great Dude, 
my my favorite uh my favorite line that he says is you're dead you're dog meat pal like it's just so like over the top and so cheesy 80s right yeah, dog meat, pal. <laughs> I, I mean, I he, he's great. Like his, the way he he acts his lines. Like I I love that that Cameron like has used Paxton in his films. You know, he's he's brought him on board for for his other movies. You know, like and 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 that's freaking great. But like just the way he is in this movie and how he freaks out when he talk. You know, he says his line. You know, he's like, "Game over, man. Game over." You know, it's yeah. it's, it's this freaking <laughs> classic line. You know, um, and that was huge. That line was huge at the time because that was when, like, video game culture integrated into Hollywood. Like, I, I remember reading something about that. Like, that game over, man. Like, that was a huge line. Dude, you're freaking right. You you seriously are so correct about that because it's, it's like, that's what it was. It's like the, the end of the game, you know, and that's hence the game over, man. And it was. It, it was a video game culture. 86, dude. Like, you know, and, and people were all about, you know, gaming. I mean, I know they kind of, like, the Nintendo system came out. I mean, the, the following year is when I actually got my system. And the, the following year in 87 is when freaking Legend of Zelda appeared here in the States. So Nintendo already had existed. So, yeah, like, the, the video game culture was, like, was huge for them to, like, throw that in there. It's like, though, even when you watch it now, see, this is, here, here Cameron related, right? I'm not, a, a different film, but it's still Cameron related. All right, like for instance, right here, his line "Game over, man, game over" can still be used today. This yeah. is relevant. It's funny. It's it's great. It adds to the suspense. It's a, it's a good line that just doesn't feel of the time. It feels like because gaming is still huge, so today you could still use that line in a movie, right? Game over, man, game over. The the line that always bugs me is when I watch True Lies, another Cameron movie with Schwarzenegger, right. and is when they're out and this is when they're it's before the whole horse chase scene and everything when they jump over he tries to jump over the roof with the horse and all that <laughs> right before that they're following two guys two terrorists they're following him and he's like do you see him he's like yeah there goes beavis and butthead and and it's just kind of like it bugs me because it's like at the time i remember in the theater everybody laughed i was i was young when i saw that movie i mean when they come out like 94 95 and yeah, 94, I believe. Beavis and Butthead was huge at the time. So that line, reaction, funny, awesome, and, and it, it just worked with that time. But obviously, as the years go by, Beavis and Butthead are no longer relevant. So it's kind of like when you watch that, it just feels of the time, like that line, and it bugs the hell out of me. And I know they tried to bring back Beavis and Butthead like a few years back. But it wasn't as big as it, you know, the way it was. So even watching now, and I watch True Lies, and it just makes me cringe. But yet, when you when I saw this, and again, that massive line, game over, man. You're like, ah, it's still with. It's, I mean, it's still with. It still works. It still fits with the freaking with with yeah. the movie, even though it's it takes place way in the future. It still works, you know. Right. And what I love about like you know watching Aliens, it's it's, it's yes, it is a sci-fi action, but there's so many horror elements to it. Yeah. And like. You know, uh, the first one, I mean, it was I, it was more horror than sci-fi, I believe. You know, not nowadays. I, you know, and it's more sci-fi now, but, like, back then, you know, their whole tagline was in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. You know, it's terrifying. And uh, what, what I think is crazy was the first movie only had one xenomorph, right? Mm -hmm. It was just one. This one, there's a freaking buttload. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, so, you know, he, he talks about it. Uh, Sanch talked about it a little, uh, little earlier was Ripley has to go back and, you know, there's this colony and they think, you know, the xenomorphs have 
you know, they, they lost they lost contact, so they're going to go there. Ripley has her uh, suspicions. But um, you see the pod scene, and they're waking up from their sleep, and then you're just, like, watching it. Dead. Dead. Uh, is that guy going to survive? Maybe. Dead. You know, it's just those, that typical horror movie where you're like, all right, who's dead? Who's alive? Who makes it out of here? And it's so awesome. Like, I love doing that. <laughs> And, and what's, what's crazy about it is because you see all these people, and normally when you're watching horror movies, you could kind of point out based on the character, but in this film, you just see a bunch of, like, you know, tough tough men and women. I mean, because yeah. it's, it's, it's filled with both men and women. So one thing that Cameron always does is that he always shows women as strong, empowering women. He never has, like, weak women. You know, he makes yeah. them strong. Like and This whole movie is, is like that. Yeah, I mean, hell, Ripley, she's, you know, she's freaking, in the first film, she's the one that survives, you know, and then you got her coming back in this one, and, and that's, it's cool, so when you, when you watch this film, it's like, yeah, you could do, like, like, you know, who's gonna be the one to die, but at the same time, you're like, well, who will die, because all of these people look like, if they come across an alien, they're gonna kick butt, but if they're overrun, like, as if zombies or something, they're gonna die, but, I mean, they're all tough, but... It's just funny because, like, I feel like the, the dead giveaway to who's gonna die is the, the first girl, where like she's when Ripley's like having trouble trying to explain to them before they go down about like the the, the face huggers and what happened, and and then that's when that that Mexican chick, she's like, you know, that Latina girl, she's like, she's like all I need to know is where they're at, and then she's like, <laughs> yeah, and then to kill them, they're like, yeah, man, you're all right, you give them five and all that. Right. And I'm like, and she's like, I hope you're you're right about that or whatever. And then I was like, you know, she's gonna die, in which she does, obviously. But I mean, with again with this alien movie, there's there's just like nonstop, and and they always like every film, there's always that bad guy, and you got you know Paul Reiser once again working for the the Waylon, you know, what was it? Mad about you, dude. <laughs> yeah, mad about you, you know, freaking. What is it? What's the company Wayland? And Lynn, right? Yeah, well, something I'm, like that. I'm trying um, to remember that damn company right now. It's no, like I wanted, Wayland. I wanted to go while you looked that up. I wanted to go back to the chick's name is Vasquez. Yeah, Vasquez. Know? Yeah, there you go. And uh, and it's so funny because you know she's BA, not because of how strong she is or her short haircut. She kind of looks like a dude. It's because she has a freaking red bandana on. Oh, there you go. If you have a red bandana in the '80s, that automatically equals BA. Because look, Bran from Goonies, red bandana. Rambo, red bandana. Edgar Frog from Lost Boys, red bandana. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, she's gonna go out like a G. She's gonna be the big, the big gun. She's gonna be the tough chick because she's got a red bandana on. Hey, did did Michelle Rodriguez's character in Avatar have a red bandana? You know what? I don't know that, but it's like the same character, huh? I just yeah, like, it seriously is, right? He's like, I got another Latina. The only difference is, you know, Michelle Rodriguez didn't have like short hair or anything. But I mean, <laughs> I just started thinking about maybe, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I only saw that movie once. What? Oh, uh, Avatar. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's seriously like I. I was like, meh about it. It's so overrated. I went with a huge group. All the women in the in the in our group were like loved the movie. They thought it was so great and awesome. And all the guys were just like meh about it. They're like, all right. I saw three D, and then visually, I was like, it was like jaw dropping, you know. But like as far as a movie, yeah, meh. Vi- visually awesome. It w- it was great. Like that's the one thing. Like 
with Cameron, like he visually he shows you some like awesome stuff. I mean, hell, he did that with Titanic, you know. I mean, it just it stood out and it it was it was freaking massive. It was huge. Um, but um, with uh, Michelle. Michelle Rodriguez, no bandana and avatar. But you know what's funny is I put in her name, and then all of a sudden, in in Google, it shows like you know different pictures of her, and there's a whole tank top like album of <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez pictures. <laughs> tank tops, dude. Yeah, she, yeah. That's... She was all about the tank top. You know, she always yeah. You'll you'll always see her in a tank top. Um. So yeah. Uh, also, to the aliens. I mean, they're a character on their own, dude. You got you got the regular xenomorphs. You know, you got those. You know, created by the great. You know, freaking um, free uh, Stan Winston. But mm-hmm. um, you would also see the other freaking character, the alien queen. The, just the alien queen. The design. The the like. Now, it, it, I I highly doubt if it was made today, it would be all CG. You know, but. I love that these people, it was just a big creature that was controlled, you know, all handsome out, puppeted and everything with, you know, but it it looked real. It looked awesome. And that's what I loved about it because it just stood out like so freaking like, like it was, it was I don't huge, know. dude. It was, it it was, was so like, that scene's awesome. Cause you've never seen anything like it. And that's the thing of that. Like, I mean, the thing about, uh, Ridley Scott's m- movie compared to, um, aliens is it was like kind of slow and there was only one xenomorph freaking cameron goes in and he has a whole bunch of freaking xenomorphs and you know it's not you just don't have two you have dozens and dozens and it was freaking awesome you know like that first scene where the the military um first um encounter the xenomorphs and like there's just bloodshed everywhere. Xenomorphs are freaking getting shot up. Um, the the military guys are getting shot up. And what I love about that scene, it's all through the POV shots where they're like in the mission control looking at all their dudes. You know, their, their cameras are going off and they're screaming, get us out of here. Like, <laughs> so good, dude. So freaking awesome. And you, you know what I think about it? I feel like um, it wasn't Spielberg, but it was Spielberg produced, but it was the other whoever the writer or director was uh stole the this idea from alien um if you remember do you remember jurassic park 3 uh unfortunately yes okay uh in jurassic park 3 when they remember when they go to the island and dr grant the little kid finds him remember and yeah he, yeah and, and you're like wow the little kid survived this like you had part one all the adults died, and then you here you have this kid who survived, and it's kind of like they they that when I when I think about it, I'm like, dude, they totally stole that idea because in this film, when they show up, you see freaking little Luke <laughs> still alive on her own, and she right. she was able to survive, and why? Because she used to play a game, you know, with like a, in a sense like a hide and seek game where she would be all hiding in the little tunnels, this and that, like the vents, and that's how she was able to stay alive like this whole time. Um... I mean, it's a cool story because it, it, it also too. It's very much uh, like again, like a like a woman, you know, mother daughter. Even though it's not her daughter, but like that closeness they develop. But then you also have an, a, a female who's the alien queen, who right. also with her children. Like it's just battling it out. And 
I mean, I know earlier you weren't trying to curse, but I mean, we, I mean, I'm gonna have to curse, but it's like one of the most famous lines of this movie is, is at the very end is when, when, you know, in the beginning they do the, the, the freaking, the, the, where they, they, they plant, you know, plant and plant or, or a plant and, and where they, they, they give you something and, you know, it's her, her whole little walking suit in right. the beginning. She uses it. It's like, I know how to use this, blah, 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 you know. And it's throwaway. It's just like a funny scene where the guys laugh or whatever. But it's cool because, you know, later You know on, it's coming back it, later. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it comes into play. But though we forget, you know, and then boom, it comes in. And then she walks in and she just looks herself, just walks in. Dur, dur, and she's like, get away from her, you bitch and then you're just like whoa i i mean if i were in the audience at that time i, I guarantee you the audience probably er, you know er, yeah. erupted with with cheers and roars like they're like yeah you know i mean and it's cool because then she starts fighting the freaking the the massive you know alien queen like boom boom and just destroying her you know, I, I don't know like this movie there's i i can't i can't aside from like my technical little things there's nothing bad I can say about that. Come on, the visual effects were freaking awesome. It, it still holds up. I mean, it's it's you can tell by our, our just our reaction from it. It's awesome. You know what's funny is the road. It, it's called a rotor, that robotic thing. Mm-hmm. But immediately when I saw it this time, I was like, man, freaking Matrix ripped that off so bad. Oh. It just reminded me of the freaking Matrix. You're right. You know, um, uh, freaking when they're all in those suits and all that. Well, yeah. then again, I mean, the Matrix. They get a lot. The, the Wachowski brother and sister. They got a lot of their ideas from anime. So right. they really stole their stuff from anime. Because anime, if you watch anime from like totally. way before, they have those. So I can guarantee you, some anime person stole that from them. Because if you watch like a lot of these anime things, and they're in suits, they're all in like suits that are controlled and mechanical. And it's like that was the original. And what's funny? Do, do you ever watch a community? I've seen episodes. I haven't watched it. Consistently. You gotta watch the the Halloween episode. It's one where everybody turns into zombies, but it's because they eat bad food or something. That's funny. And and, it, and it's funny because I I don't remember. I, I don't really watch it. Like, but I I've seen that episode. But what's his name? Um. Uh, there's there's two guys. There there's the the Hindu guy. I guess he's Hindu or Indian guy, whatever. And then the black guy. Danny um, Glover. Yeah. Uh, he he. For Halloween, he dresses up as as the Ripley character, and at one point, he wants to go out and fight. He's gonna fight the freaking the zombies. Like he's like, I'm gonna go out there and fight, and he puts on it. it kind of they they almost as if they're gonna recreate that scene because he puts on the suit and he goes out there and he's gonna fight the zombies, looking all like freaking awesome, like like he's all tough, like yeah, I'm gonna destroy the zombies. And as he start walking out there, they start coming. He's like, you realize, okay, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I think you said Danny Glover. I meant Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. And he gets bit and he dies. You gotta see that scene because it's hilarious. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll check he, it out. He has huge regret as he's being, like, as about, because he, he, he thinks, like, they, they play it up like the movie Alien. He's in the suit, and just like Ripley, she's in the suit. She's gonna destroy. She's gonna be, you know, just overconquer everything. Like, boom, destroy the Alien Queen. And the, and the same thing. Glover goes in there with the suit thinking he's gonna be awesome, and then he just gets destroyed quick he's like all right this is a bad idea you gotta see that freaking scene <laughs> that's so funny yeah uh, uh, actually oh go ahead no no no. you you go no i was gonna say like there uh, i was gonna switch the subject a little bit there were two things that i was like eh, you know that i wish they would have done better yeah. was the first one was burke so burke's death i didn't like that you couldn't see it mm. you know when he dies it was just kind of like 
it, you saw the alien, but it just kind of like faded out, and you're like, oh, well, you just hear him scream. I would have loved because that dude needed to freaking die like good, you know? Yeah. Like he was, he was, he was doing everything to be the total douche that he could. He was like, you know, locking them out. He was trying to impregnate Ripley with like the aliens and stuff. Like he needed to be ripped apart, and we needed to see it. Yeah. You know, and I just wish you could see, uh, saw it. Like it was just like to me, it was like, ah, oh, that's cheap. I wanted to like see this dude die because he needed to. And then the second one was it was kind of weird for me that there was like no. Um, in the final battle, when, when we're just talking about it, when she, when uh, Ripley's in the, in the uh, rotor and, and fighting the the queen alien, there was no music, and I thought that was so weird. Like it's just like uh, you know the grunts and like it's just the robotics. Mm. You know, personally, I mean that you know I can see why, but like personally, I, I thought it could have added added so much more depth if there was like an awesome soundtrack to it, like causing more suspense. Because I thought it was just kind of awkward. And did you catch that when you watched it? No, I mean, I guess it. You know, it's like I didn't really pay attention to that where it hit me. I know, I noticed it. Um, like, like it's rare when movies do that because, like, for instance, when I remember when I saw Jurassic Park the very first time, when the T Rex comes out, when it's there, no music, quiet. quiet. That's intentional. Yeah. And then yeah, and then finally when when all all ends and everything. And then that's when the music finally starts, you know, gets played. Um, but, yeah, I remember how quiet, like, there was no music. And I love that. And that's cool that I didn't even pay attention that there was no music. Because I know, like, there is, like, a ma- their main theme when they're trying to escape and they play it. And I remember, like, when you're at, like, Universal and they're, like, certain action shows or whatever, they play that stupid theme. So that's why that theme is so memorable for me, going to Universal throughout the years growing up. Um but yeah, I, I I didn't catch that. that um... But those are, I mean, those are like my two like that's like nitpicking, you know. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. And, and, it, and it, it's crazy because with this movie, like the um, you know, it's like you you had the first Aliens and and that movie was a huge hit. Again, it it wasn't it was more as a horror movie, you know, a horror movie in space. That's really what they were trying to do. And and Roger Corman almost directed it. The the, the king of B movies, you know. Um, that's it was what it was supposed to be. I think it was called going to be called Dark Star, uh, if I remember correctly. But with with that movie, you know, being huge, that's when uh, they were they were they were wanting. I think it was Walter Hill and one other producer. They wanted to do uh, a remake for Aliens, and when they were when they they talked to um, Cameron because Cameron had written the screenplay for Terminator, and and it got some like buzz around Hollywood, and so Walter Hill met with with freaking cameron and they wanted to see well what do you have lined up and they gave him all these ideas and they were like you know they kind of like meh and then that's when they brought up the whole alien thing and and cameron showed interest in it and pitched his idea based on the story he had originally had written and they loved it and what's crazy is that wait who makes this is this fox um it's fox right I think so. Yeah, 20th Century Fox. It is. Yeah, um, what's crazy is that studios don't do this. Like they, they seriously, especially now, no way in hell would they ever do this. Um, but what, what was very rare was what happened is that he was hired on to do the script. They were like, "All right, you're gonna do, you're gonna do Aliens," and he's gonna write the script. That's uh, he wasn't gonna direct it yet, but he was gonna write the script. And 
he stopped writing the script midway to go make Terminator. Hmm. But Fox normally, like studios, normally they'll just be like freaking, all right, get out of here. Like, yeah. all right, you want to go off and you want to go do that? Go ahead. We're going to find someone else. I mean, it happened with Brian Singer. Remember with X-Men? He was going to yep. do X-Men 3. And he's like, F it, I'm going to go do Superman. And, and they're like, all right, we're going to replace you. And Hollywood does this all the time. They'll just be like, you want to take off? We'll replace you. doesn't matter. But they loved the script of what they had so far. He didn't even have the fifth, the script finished. Yet, 20th Century Fox was like, wow, this is amazing. So they waited for him to finish shooting Terminator, doing Terminator, and then to come back to finish writing it. And and it's crazy because we, we almost could have had a completely different movie. But for some reason, Fox made one of the, the, the best, like, you know... Um, uh, had one of the best ideas or, or choices to wait because if not it would have been the you know uh, i mean hell now you know their their movies now like especially what they're handling of, of certain characters you know when the mar you know in the marvel universe is is terrible but at that time that was a smart move on 20th century fox because he went off did what he needed to do made his movie came back wrote the rest of the movie and then ended up directing the film and the movie ended up being a massive hit, you know. Yeah, dude, eighty-five. I was just, I was just reading this. Eighty-five million dollars for that time. That's massive. I mean, even now, a, a hit movie today, it's like, oh, if it, you know, hey, you know, number one weekend, eighty-five million dollars. So imagine then, eighty-five million. That's like hitting like what over a hundred and fifty, maybe one hundred and seventy-five million today. It's nuts. Yeah, um, yeah, and it also got seven. Um, yeah, seven Oscar nods, dude. Oh really? What were they? Read them down. I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. You don't know them? <laughs> no, I just, I just said. I just saw that it had seven. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. I mean, it, it's. I, You're the nerd when it comes to that. Yeah, it, it probably had to be the 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 nominations had to be like freaking for. Oh, okay, actually, the 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 film was nominated for seven Academy Awards, including best music, best sound, uh, best film editing, and best art direction. In which it's funny that the best music it won for best music because there the 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 guy who did the the score uh uh I, what's his name uh james horner i think um i i could be wrong freaking uh, i i hell I, I am probably wrong at, at this but uh i know he uh, J, yeah james horner they they had like issues like you know uh going back and forth like he they hated working with each other in which he's actually done music for him but but he felt like he honestly believed like he had no time to create the musical score. Like like he he did it and and it was just like freaking they added like, you know, a lot of the other stuff, but like he felt he couldn't and they, they actually clashed a lot and yet he's used them to make uh, other um other scores for all his other movies, like Titanic and stuff like that. But yeah, like they, they hated each other and they were not happy with each other, but yet he won a freaking uh, an Academy Award, and that's funny that it was nominated for that. I didn't even know that. Um, I got I got two questions for you. Yeah, both regarding this movie. One, Sigourney Weaver, hot or not? Yeah, she is, dude. I think <laughs> I think she looks the best though in in Galaxy Quest. You think? I just you know, to me, it's like I think Ghostbusters won. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, but to me, it's like you know, no, like she wouldn't be top ten '80s babes. No, oh no, no, not even, dude. Top ten '80s babe. I mean, I'm telling you, 
for 90s i mean a, a freaking because it was late 90s and it was galaxy quest i mean it was like she was old by then dude. dude but she still looked hot i don't know i i always like for instance like what mary steam version i thought she was pretty hot and she was from what back to the future 3 <laughs> susan sarandon <laughs> another one she was hot too okay. dude you know freaking this conversation's going downhill fast <laughs> <laughs> downhill what are you yapping about dude i can guarantee you there's fans right now listening to me and being like oh yeah dude no not not at all, all no right, look, no all right. it's, it's, if you you're know, listening to our show please go on our instagram and and message you know hey we're on instagram 88 mph podcast find us on there or or twitter 88 uh uh mph pod and then you know see if you agree or disagree with me and max on sigourney reaver um in the 80s top 10 do you believe so uh i wouldn't even put it in the top 30 really no, I just what. Well, I'm just, telling you, Galaxy Quest. I'm out. Do you agree with me? Galaxy Quest, ladies and gentlemen, yay or nay? I, I think she's hot. Uh, Mary Steam version and Back to the Future Three, you know, or or even then, and uh, hell, even now she freaking looks good. And uh, Susan Sarandon. So there you have it. All right, cool. Um, um, and then my second question. Okay. All right. Since we're since this is freaking James Cameron January. Yeah. If you were the leader of this someone is like all right sanch you're the leader of this 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 team right Mm -hmm. would you have an army of terminators or would you have an army of xenomorphs same same number like let's say a thousand so if i like if i had to go to war yeah let's let's just say let's say you had to yeah you go to war and you had to fight let's say me right you fought me you pick, and then I'll pick, you know, you would pick, so let's say you pick Terminators, and then I'd have Xenomorphs. Who would you pick? Damn. Um, that's, damn, that's a good one, because it's like, I feel like, it reminds me of, um, it, I don't know if you, I mean, I, probably, maybe, but there's this tabletop game called um, Warhammer 40k. And, I've heard of that game. Okay, there's, there's this one... Uh, race like you know you could choose all these different races and one of them was like they're very much like an alien uh like inspired by the xenomorphs like race and they i'm right i actually had them as my my race i would play i just don't remember what they're called you know and i mean if based on um, if it's the same numbers you know and it reminds me of that as if they're they're going up against the space marines even though the space marines are still in a sense human it's almost like the because their suits are like you know the the terminators but it's like if uh, you had to play who would you go up against like who would win who would you choose i mean i guess it's like if i had to choose who could win in the battle i would probably say um the xenomorphs i'll just go xenomorphs dude so you go xenomorphs yeah all right so i would have i guess i'll go with terminators all right i think i would beat you and your stupid little xenomorphs was because, well, I don't know, man. I think you might win that one. Yeah, because <laughs> I was gonna the say, thing is, the no, acid is like even. That's if, what I was gonna say. Is like I would just blow you guys up, but then the acid would fly, and I think it would go through that steel, right? It would. It would burn right through it. Well, um, screw you. I'd still win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we'd have like bazookas and stuff. Like, come on, man. And then even even though I didn't have to, I'd be talking like this, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Turn the lights off, talk." 
It, no. it, you know, it, I guess in the end, it doesn't matter because it's just like the slogan to the, the versus movie. You know, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think we should talk about Predator versus Aliens when we do Predator. But, um, no, nah, dude, I, I think that would have been an awesome crossover, the Terminators and Aliens. Like, we're like... Think about it. And this could happen. You know, they're trying to do all this Terminator, you know, reboot and stuff. Do a little crossover. We need more crossovers. We need it. I'm tired of reboots. We need more crossovers. Give stuff to the nerdy fans. But think about it. So, like, the Terminators, you know, they're the 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 humans re- reprogram them, right? Because the Xenomorphs come and invade Earth. How dope would that be? Like, the freaking... Terminators going and just like tearing, like I think a thousand Terminators and a thousand Xenomorphs going at it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how would they? Oh no, yeah, because of the aliens, they could just shoot it because that's what they yeah. were doing. And screw people! I don't care about the people. That was the thing about AVP is they they cared about people too much. I don't care. I just want to see Terminators. I want to see aliens. I want to see the I, if it's a forty five minute. If it, freaking it, if it's like the Lord of the Rings Battle of Five Armies where the whole movie is just a giant army or a giant battle, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, dude, that would be. Man, I, I agree with you. I would love to see the freaking, yeah, dude, I would, I would, I want to see that. I don't want no story. I don't want, if I was just like, the, the, the story was just like, you know, gunfire and it was just for the next two hours, it's a giant battle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I would love to see that freaking dude. That they gotta make that happen. Make it happen, James Cameron. Make it happen. Yeah, you. I mean, you kind of have the properties in the sense you could do them. Um. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let's see, man. We're already at a minute, an hour and twenty three minutes. I think. I Perfect. mean, it seems. Yeah. It's. It, it, it. It's. I mean, what else? You know. Other than that, you know. Uh, my uh, another person that has been, you know, Michael Bean. You know, freaking plays Hicks. You know, right. who, who also, you know, freaking Cameron has used in the films. In which, though, his role, he was hired at the last minute. Because it was actually given to, um, again, uh, you know, was in The Warriors, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Walter Hill, you know, freaking film. But was, you know, Dexter's dad. Um, what's his freaking name? God damn it, I can't even think of his name. Oh, uh, what's that fool's name? You know, um, you know um, who I'm talking um, about, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Raiden. Yeah, right. oh my gosh. Yeah, Raiden. James Raymar. Raymar? Raymar? James Raymar? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, R- yeah. M-E-R. Yeah, he... I just, him, I just know him as Raiden, the God of Thunder. The Raiden, the God of Thunder. I just remember him as, as from freaking the Warriors. I think it was... Uh, his name was... Well, no, it wasn't Sway. Was it Sway freaking in the Warriors? But he was also Dexter's dad, you know? Yeah. Freaking... Um, was like, oh, Ajax. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ajax. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, he was... He I didn't was, know that. That's Creative cool. differences. Uh, and they've already... They shot some stuff, but they had creative differences. So, he was... He was let go. And they hired... He, he was such a minor character. Is that why he was, you know, who, causing no, a fit? Because Michael, he was, no, Michael Bean was a huge... His character was huge in the film. Yeah. Wasn't he wasn't the main focus? I know he wasn't the main focus, but he he was he was a part of it till the very end of the movie. Yeah, and then he gets knocked out, and but still he, <laughs> he, he survives. I mean, you have you I have, guess you have freaking what what's what's the robot's name? I can't even the android. I can't even think of his damn name right uh, now. Bishop. Bishop. You got Bishop, Newt, 
Ripley and freaking Hicks, they all at the very end of the movie, they all they all take off, even though yeah. the third film freaking kills all of them. But Ripley, like it was just it was you know you get attached to these characters in the third film. Oh yeah, they died unknown. You you saw them off screen, like really. But other than that, yeah, the uh, Aliens freaking great film. You haven't seen it, you know, watch it. Uh, as Max said, it you don't have to freaking see the first film in order to enjoy this film. Because he saw this movie first before he even saw the first one when he was... I mean, you know, ah, you know what I mean. No, but you should probably see the first one first. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, if you don't, it still doesn't matter. It's still freaking good. All right, so what, 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 uh, what, which one's better? I gotta ask you, Alien or Aliens? This is always a, a big debate. Um, damn, that's tough. Um, because they're both really good because they're so different films you got one that's a, like a, almost like a psychological thriller horror film but then you got one that's a flat out like an action movie so it's it's hard to choose because they're so different they're extremely different um i would have to say aliens because it's more fun you know there are moments where there's there's not there's dialogue not stuff really going on in the first alien even though it's the original i would have to say aliens because through and through them throughout the movie you're watching it it's just it's action-packed it's it's moving forward and, and it's fun it's a great fun movie i think based off of quality and this overall like just suspense and everything um i'll go with alien i'd go with the first one just just based off of atmosphere alone right on all right cool all right, awesome. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. So that's our uh, freaking our, our talk, our our love on aliens. And next week we'll be giving you the final, the the the, the end of James Cameron January, January! <laughs> with the Abyss. So there you have it. All right. So before we go, I'm just gonna give you guys a song of the week, and this is a us. Every week I'm doing Song of the Week. Explain just what I said at the end of the last week's episode. Um, I'll make sure the uh, my whole list. I'm always going to be giving you something new and not try to do repeats. In which I'm shocked no one ever pointed out that it did repeat uh, a repeat once before. But anyways, I'm going to give you a whole new one. So this week I'm going to one of the best years of the 80s, 1985. I'm going to give you once again another song by Oingo Boingo. But this time it's going to be Dead Man's Party. Uh, it's a freaking, I love this song, you know, uh, Oingo Boingo. Um, I, I mean, I've talked about them so many times in the past because I've done Songs of the Weeks with them. Uh, if you've never had the album Dead Man's Party, that, that, that freaking album, it, it's just, it's one of their, like, their more, it's like they're the violator of Oingo Boingo, you know, when it comes to, like, Depeche Mode. It's like, it's that, it's their violator album that everybody loves. Um, because it's the huge one. It's the one that freaking has the song Dead Man's Party. But I would have to say No One Lives Forever is the song that uh, actually... Um, I, I think I messed up in the beginning. But that's the song I'm going to give you. It's, it's No One Lives Forever. It's off the album Dead Man's Party. I actually said Dead Man's Party. But it's that's the song I'm going to give you. It's No One Lives Forever. It's off of the album Dead Man's Party. And I love that song. That's actually my favorite song from the whole album. Which There's a lot of them. Just Another Day. Uh, Dead Man's Party... No one lives forever. Stay, you know, in hell. The the famous one from Weird Science, named after, you know, with the movie na- Weird, Weird Science. Science. Exactly. So there you go. So that's my song of the week is No One Lives Forever by Oingo Boingo off of the album Dead Man's Party from 1985. Right. So cool. So uh, any closing words, Max? I love you all.
<laughs> I gotta do an awkward ending. If I'm gonna do an awkward beginning, I gotta do an awkward ending. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so do it. So so do so do like a really like uh, crazy awkward ending. Goodbye. There you have it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, as me and Max were were fighting off, you know, xenomorphs on LV four two six. We finish off the Alien Queen, we get into the DeLorean and travel back to the future.